people in your life. I want us to lift our hands high. Let's give God a high praise right now. Let's pray there. Mayo comes to minister the word of the Lord. Come on, let's praise him. Come on, let's press on through. Let's press on through. Hallelujah to the only name. Come on, let's press through. There's something waiting for you on the other side if you'll press on through. In Jesus' name. Well, as always, it's a delight to be with you here in Pueblo with our dear friends, brother and sister elder. They are tremendous people of God, and you are very, very blessed to call them pastor. And um, we are delighted to be with them and to be with you this morning in Jesus' name. I'd like to draw your attention to the book of Isaiah, chapter number 60. And, um, you know, I really do have a place to preach. Uh, but it's all part of his attempt to put me in my place, wherever that is. I guess him and God got some kind of secret trying to fit me in there. But uh, we love and appreciate them despite all of his very apparent flaws. You happy this morning? Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on, put a smile on your face. God's good. God's great. Isaiah chapter number 60 and verse number 1. Um, this is the second time this week that I have I had some preconceived feelings and God just dialed me in a little tighter, a little sharper. And so I feel, I really do feel like I have a word from the Lord for this uh, great group of people here this morning. Verse number 1, arise and shine. For thy light is come. Do you believe that? Yes. No, I know you're saying that, but do you believe that? Yes. About ten of you do. I understand. For thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Now, this is the reality. Verse number one is the spirit of whether we experience it, whether we feel it whether we accept it, this is the spiritual reality in verse 1. Arise, shine, for thy light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Isn't that wonderful? Look at verse 2. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee, and the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Amen. Verse number two, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. What will you do when the black cloud comes? 
put our Bibles down. Let's pray from our hearts. I feel like God's going to talk to us in the next couple moments. What will you do when the black cloud comes? Come on, let's lift our voices. Let it be an expression of the hunger of your heart. I love you, Jesus, and I praise you. I want to give you glorious praise. I want to break through and touch God today. I want God to break forth and touch me today. God bless you. Shake somebody's hand before you're seated and give them a smile and say, I'm glad you're here today. Amen. This is what I would consider to be an end time scripture. I believe it is a if you were to take the whole context of this together, I believe it is a great promise of revival. That the Gentiles shall come to thy light. But we first have to have light. And then we must manifest light. Before the potential impossibility of revival can be recognized. In verse number two, what is truly being described here, it says, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness. What this is describing for us is likened unto a black cloud. Physically, if this could be manifested in terrestrial terms to where it could be observed, where it could be understood physically, this would be manifested as a opaque black cloud. And it appears here that it circumvents the entire world and covers the embodiment of humanity. However, spiritually, it is talking about Depression. I don't, it really doesn't matter if I get any amens this morning or not. I know I'm in the Holy Ghost this morning. Depression is not just a make believe Freudian perception of the condition of our modern world. It is a very real condition in our modern world. And there are people sitting here today that are experiencing depression. The Bible describes it as a gross darkness. Gross meaning impenetrable, smothering, opaque, thick. Heavy, oppressive, 
this is probably a good time to insert that all of us in our lives, no matter who you are, no matter where you are in God, no matter if you are new to um, your walk with Jesus Christ or if you are a veteran of foreign wars in the spirit, all of us at one time or another will feel the sensation called depression. It is the outcome of disappointment, discouragement. It can be the outcome of failure, uh, failed relationships, uh, foiled dreams. It can be the byproduct of sin, disappointment, failure to God and man, unachieved goals, unmet demands. Anybody hearing me this morning? Why don't we just get on board and we can all break through this thing today? Depression is a very real experience in America today. They tell us that there are over 19 million Americans that battle chronic depression. One of the uh, manifestations of chronic clinical depression is not just the emotion of feeling a little down and a little blue, but it's a, a right thinking person or a spiritually balanced person is a person that governs their feelings by what they think. In other words, we all feel certain things, a myriad and complexity of, of different emotions from time to time. However, it is, our, it is the mind of Christ and the Holy Ghost in us in our, in our human minds that are able to filter through what, uh, what we need to feel at the appropriate time. However, a person that is clinically depressed is their thinking has been subdued and is under the control by what they feel. Your feelings are not supposed to govern what you think. Your thinking is supposed to govern what you feel. And my thinking tells me God loves me. My thinking tells me God's with me. Come on, somebody. There are 25 million Americans today that are on antidepressants. almost the eighth of the population of America. It is my personal opinion, and I'm not trying to be in conflict with anybody else, with, a, with your pastor, or I don't believe that a Holy Ghost-filled child of God should be on antidepressants. Now what you need to do is you need to go back and pray through and get it. I'm not trying to be ugly or hard, but if we'll get a real good hold of Jesus Christ, he can lead you through your valley. He can lead you through your cloud. He can lead you out of darkness. And they that sat in darkness saw a great light. Come on, let's break through this morning. Let's rise and shine. The reality of it is a great light is upon us. And a revival is at our doorstep. But when we manifest the same type of outlook and inlook that the world has, or denominationalism has, nothing's going to be different. The thing that is different is we have the hope of glory within us. That can take care of any human problem that can take care of any spiritual problem, that can take care of any, oh, I'm preaching already. God can see you through. 
Clinical depression is the leading cause of disability in the United States and the world today. Now, I come from the Northwest, and Seattle, Washington is declared to be the most depressing city in the United States because they have clouds. They have cloud cover over 300 days of the year. Consequently, whether this is a derivative of that, I do not know, but their highest suicide rate in America today is in Seattle, Washington. Also, you would like, you might want to know this, that there are more millionaires per capita in Seattle, Washington. But because I believe, because there is a constant, impenetrable, opaque blackness of clouds, it brings hopelessness, it brings discouragement, it brings despair, and people's money cannot buy, the, the money is not the answer, friend. Being pre-approved for a new credit card is not the answer. A new toy is not the answer. Having a cloud break and having the sun come in is the answer. It'll lift your spirits. It'll lift your hands. It'll lift your voice. Come on, somebody. You ought to break through tonight. You ought to break through and say, I'm going to praise him anyhow. Come on, Christian Growth Center. Let's shake off this darkness and say, I'm going to praise him anyhow. You say, well, I don't feel nothing. That's what I'm saying. You're depressed. When we have to feel, your mind should be saying, he's already worthy. He's already healed me. He's already delivered me. The light of the Lord is already upon me. The Gentiles are waiting to come. If we will break through, come on, somebody. Come on, we can have revival in the summer around here. We can have revival in August around here. This is spiritual illumination. I don't care what time of the year. My God. There's young people in this church that are depressed. You don't know what to call it because we have, we have, we have allowed our psychological experts in our modern world to tell us that depression is a middle-aged disease. No, it, it can affect anybody at any time in your human existence. It is a feeling of down. It is a feeling of, of despair. It is a feeling of discouragement. But I'm here to tell you that God is for you. God is with you. God is in you. I rebuke that lion spirit that governs the world around us. It might be impenetrable. It might be impermeable. It might, people might not be able to break through out there, but when we step in. When we step into the house of God, there ought not be depression in the house of the Lord. Come on, lift our, let's lift our hands. And let's lift our voices. And let's lift our hearts. And let's have a breakthrough. Some of you haven't praised yet today. You want to know why? You feel down. You feel burdened. You feel crushed. You feel despair. But God wants to lift you up, pick you up, lift you out, take you out. Come on, somebody. My Lord, gross darkness has covered Pueblo, Colorado.
And if we're not careful, that exact same black, gross darkness will get attached to us. And it will come in through those back doors. And because those that visit us don't see a breakthrough of illumination and joy and worship and glory and excitement and passion. I'm telling you, the passion of Christ ought to be alive and well every time. I don't need Mel Gibson to tell me what Jesus did. I already know what Jesus did. Is there anybody that's tired of the darkness and tired of the shroud of blackness and tired of the despair and tired of the depression? It's time to rise and shine. major reason behind our lack of productivity and our tiredness and our laziness and our sense of hopelessness and despair and indifference is because of the black cloud that is over our hearts. It is likened unto a tunnel that has no light at the end. The Bible, uh, the Bible illustrates it like a valley in which the valley of the shadow, it's darkness, it's black, it is opaque and unending. No matter how bad it is, and I'm preaching to more than several people here this morning, and if you haven't risen to the occasion to physically manifest the praise and the exertion that we have asked you to do, God still has deliverance for you today. God is not going to determine the deliverance that's available to you upon your physical response to this. But you have to be tired of the black cloud. You have to be tired of the blackness. You've got to be sick and tired of feeling down when the Bible promised you that the light is already here. The Father of lights has good gifts for you. The Father of lights has good things for us. I've been depressed before. I've been to places of spiritual despair and depression. And I didn't know if I was going to make it out. And the preacher can get up and command us to bang our hands together and put a smile on your face. And somehow that doesn't change anything. The quoting of scripture, shaking people's hands, slapping backs, seeing people pray in the altar, seeing other people get the breakthrough doesn't do anything for us personally. Which means that I have to have, I must find an answer that can I apply where I am in my condition. Because the reality of it is, is we are all from time to time in life going to experience some degree of depression. 
One of the reasons I believe that bankruptcy is at all-time high in America is because Americans today are trying to fix their problems by buying more possessions. And buying more possessions is not the answer. One of the reasons why alcoholism, internet pornography, come on, I'm preaching this morning, is there's more money spent on internet pornography than all, all professional and amateur sports put together because it is an addiction. Looking for a momentary escape because America is under gross dark and there's people in this building today under gross darkness. God has an answer. This is not some pipe dream. This is not some Sunday morning with a Band-Aid. This is not some spiritual placebo from the Word of God. God has an answer for us today. The number one thing that we must do to get out from our black cloud is we must come to him no matter what. Where's Brother Joe and Sister Mary? Well, they're just a little down. They've not been coming to church here the last couple of weeks. That is the number one biggest and fatal mistake that you can make the best thing that you can do is say I'm going to do what I know to do even when I don't feel what I want to feel you that are here today are some of the most intelligent godly people on the face of the earth you have picked up your feet you stood before a mirror you combed your hair you said no matter if I feel anything or not I'm going to go to the house of the Lord You have got to understand that we have got to come to Jesus. Hallelujah, whether I feel anything or not. I'm just going to keep praying. I'm just going to keep fasting. I'm just going to keep supporting the man of God. I'm going to keep getting behind the dream of the church. I'm going to get... I've seen so many people get isolated before they are absolutely flicked off. And they make, when you get to the place of getting isolated and you're already depressed and you are isolated from the body of Christ and you are isolated from the man of God and you are isolated from the spirit of God and you are isolated from the word of God. It's just a matter of time that you are going to make tragic, off the cuff, Life-changing decisions. And so whether you feel God or not, you need to hear the word of God and just realize that's right. That's right. Jesus said, come unto me. All ye that are heavy laden. And this depression is, 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 is described in the word of God like heaviness. It is oppressive. It is like a heavy load on your back. It is a heavy load on your emotions. It is a heavy load on your mind. And Jesus didn't say sit at home. Jesus didn't say go on vacation. Jesus said come unto me. 
The answer is not a new hunting dog. The answer is not a Caribbean cruise. The answer is not a new credit card. Come on, I'm preaching right now. The answer is to come unto Jesus. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The word labor there means toil, weariness, exhaustion. The word laden there means load, a weight, a heavy burden. The way that the forces of darkness are going to hinder the revival here is by putting clouds of darkness on the lives of individuals. Because that spirit is already in the world. That's the spirit that helps people gather down at Joe's Bar and Grill until they fall off the bar stool. That's the spirit that helps people congregate it at the dog race, the horse race, gambling. They all have got their woes and their miseries and their depression. But the thing that is going to bring revival, according to this scripture, is when the light breaks forth and the Gentiles are, are drawn by the light. I felt it this morning. I felt it this morning walking in this, this, this sanctuary today. And I'm not saying this is a criticism. Churches go through seasons. People go through seasons. But I feel a heaviness here today. Well, you know, Joe and Mary's not here, so Jesus is here. Well, those people I invited aren't here. Yes, but your pastor and his wife is here. The worst thing you can do when you are battling depression is stay at home. The Bible says, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. That lets me to know, now the Bible doesn't explicitly say this, but because I know that Jesus experienced the, the complexities of the human dilemma, that there's a very, very good chance that at one point he may have experienced depression. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We don't need psychiatry. You don't need a Christian psychologist. What you need is an appointment with the man of God that can break out the word of God and give you an answer for your... What will you do when your black cloud comes? What will you do when all those people on the job you've been witnessing to see you come in on Monday morning with a frown? Point number two. 
we must praise him. If the devil can get us trained like Pavlov's dog to think that all he has to do is make us feel a little down, then we will stay away from God and not give him praise and our light will go out. And if our light goes out, the promise of revival is kept away from us. But the Bible said to rise and shine for the light of the Lord is upon us and the Gentiles, kings, the mayor, the police chief, city councilmen, real estate agents, lawyers, come on somebody. Whether you're intimidated by them or not, God said they're looking for the light because they're tired of the cloud. People in our world are tired of the cloud. Do we have an answer? Come on this morning. Do you have an answer today? I rebuke a spirit of depression. I curse this black cloud that keeps people in poverty, that keeps people spiritually impoverished, that keeps people on the lowest rung of the ladder, that keeps people reviewing the despair of their past, that keeps people looking at the tragedy of their failures. I rebuke that spirit of depression this morning. Your future is bright. God's promises are with you. Arise and shine. Come on, let's clap our hands. Let's praise him. Come on, let's start a praise blaze around here. I know it's Sunday morning, but we got some business to take care of around here. Let's break through the light where the darkness cannot comprehend it. Devil, you ain't got no chains on me. Your hands were made to raise. Your lips were made for praise. Your feet were made for dancing. Come on, show the devil he ain't got no chains on you. He ain't got a muzzle on you. Some of you need to break out this morning. Uh, Holy Ghost has got your number. And there's nothing that's going to set you free until you make up your mind. I am sick and tired of the black cloud over my life and my mind and my imagination and my feelings. Let's clap our hands in Jesus' name with all of our hearts. Come on, let's clap our hands and give him praise right now, church. Here's one that's going to be delivered. How about you today? How about you today? She's honest enough to want deliverance. Come on, young man. Come on, middle-aged person. Come on, our senior dignified saints. Let's give him glory in every age group. Let's give him praise in every age group. Well, I don't feel like it. Give him praise anyhow. Come on, let's praise him. I rebuke every lion, unclean spirit from the past that seeks to put you back in the pit in which you, come on, that's right. Come on, 
When you're under a cloud, you can't shine. When you're under a cloud, your light is dim. When you're under a bushel, nobody else can enjoy the light. Some of you men need to be in this altar. Quit standing back there and acting like everything's all right. God wants to be your God too, my brother. God wants to be your God too, son. Come on, you need to come up here while the Holy Ghost is moving. That's right, break forth. I refuse to be depressed. I refuse to keep my voice silent. I refuse to keep my hands at my side. I refuse to sit there without any purpose, without any direction and illumination. There's a mass deliverance here this morning. If you're tired of the black cloud, if you're tired of not feeling God, if you're tired of not being a praiser, if you're wondering where your victory went, if you're wondering where your shout went, Hold on one second. I need to talk to some of these men here this morning in mass. And you, do the, you need to listen to this preacher here this morning. These over here, you just keep praying, but you listen to me. The Bible gives us a principle that whatever we do in secret, anonymous, in private, we bring in to the congregation, the public sector. 
When nobody's looking, you need to keep your integrity. When nobody's watching, you need to make sure you're going to the right kind of websites. I'm preaching to somebody right now. That's why you can't lift your voice. The devil's got like brass, the heavens are brass above us. And God's saying, I want to break forth as light and set you free. God's got the promise to bring this entire city to its knees through the medium and the ministry of this church. But we've got to shine in darkness. need Christian psychology. We don't need a bunch of books. We don't need this and that. We need Jesus Christ, the wonderful counselor, the prince of peace, the mighty God, the everlasting father. rebuke a spirit of fear when you get full of the Holy Ghost you get a sound mind I'm gonna pray through to the Holy Ghost and get my sound mind I don't care what the doctor said I don't care what psychiatry said I don't care what my family tree says I don't care what anybody else says I want a sound mind Some of you are still making your way in the spirit. Some of you are still moving forward. Just keep coming. 
I'm not done preaching here this morning because God wants to give us a prescription that'll keep us free, that'll set us free, that'll help us to maintain our liberty in Christ Jesus. I don't care what grandma says if she's out of the church. I don't care what grandpa says if he's out of the church. I don't care what my family tree says. I don't care what my mom and dad say if they're not in the church. I want Christ Jesus in a sound mind. Come on, you've been under darkness long enough, friend. You've been walking under a black cloud and you've adjusted to the black cloud. You've adjusted to thinking God don't want to touch me. God don't want to talk to me. God don't want to put his arms around me. I rebuke that lion spirit. I curse that lion spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, come on, lift your voice and praise. Don't let the devil take your praise back down to a whisper. Break forth into praise. Hallelujah, that's what he wants you to do. He wants you to whisper your praise to God. But the Bible says to shout with a voice of triumph. That praise is a weapon in your hand for the light of God to come. Let the high praise of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. God, I love you. God, I praise you. 
Let me have your attention for just one moment. Number one, what to do when the black cloud comes. Number one, we must come to him. Number two, we must praise him. Not by how I feel, but because of what the word of God that I know says about him. He is great and greatly to be praised. Listen to this. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. That's your arms. That's your heart opened up. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts, he is the King of glory. If, if you will lift him up, he will lift you up. Hold on a second. After David's adultery, after his murder, after his lie, after his conviction by the prophet of God, after the death of his son, he went into the house of the Lord and worshiped. We have to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Come on, somebody. Let's put on the garment of praise. I'm going to put on the garment of praise. If you will lift him up, he will lift you up. If you will raise him, he will raise you. If you will elevate him, he will elevate you. Number three, we must come to him. We must praise him. And number three, we must start moving again. It is a fact of spiritual life that in rehabilitation programs, I admire this man, Christopher Reeve, who was in an equestrian accident and paralyzed from his neck all the way down. But he made this statement. He said, I will walk again. And every single day, he's got a personal trainer that comes in and helps shift his legs off to the side of the bed and gently moves him off the side of the bed to begin to put weight on his legs. You know what some of us need to do? We have fallen in the valley of the shadow of death. The Bible said, yay, though I walk, it's time to get up and start moving again. Start raising your hands again. Start raising your voice again. Start opening your heart again. Start giving Bible studies again. Start working in the altar again. Start being in the Sunday school again. It's time to start moving. It's a prophet by the name of Elijah that was just involved in one of the greatest spiritual miracles in the Old Testament. He called down fire and consumed 450 false prophets of Baal and absolutely restored the nation of Israel out of spiritual delusion and deception back to serving the one true God. But because he got word that there was an evil beauty queen that was after him but by the name of Jezebel, he went and hid in a cave. <laughs> And he said, my ministry's over. I'm just happy to stay right here. 
And he came to church and saw people running the aisles, but it wasn't in the earthquake. He heard the command of the, of the praise leader that said, lift our hands, but he didn't feel it in the fire. But in an altar and in a building... In your self-imposed cave where there's no interaction, there's no relationship. That's why you're so addicted to things. You want the pleasure without the potential of being hurt. And you can't do it. You can't have it both ways. That is the birth of all, birthplace of all addictions. Is when we try to enjoy the experiences of life and fulfillment without relationship. It is the birthplace of all addiction. And some people are in their cave this morning wanting to experience the joys that God affords to all men. But by staying in a cave and God speaking to you in a still small voice today, sir. And he's saying, come on, get that anointing. We got somewhere to go. It's time to start moving again. Let's lift our hands and give him praise. You've got to come to him. You've got to praise him. And then we need to start moving again. Let's punch a hole in the darkness today. The darkness cannot comprehend it. Because in him, hallelujah, is life. And the life was the light of men. If you can punch through, if you can break forth, if you can punch just a needle hole through and get that illumination, it will grow. It will get bigger. It will get stronger. And the darkness cannot plug it up. Let the glory of the Lord rise upon us. Let the glory of the Lord rise upon us. Let the glory of the Lord rise upon it let it rise let it rise let the glory of the lord rise upon us let the glory of the lord rise upon us let the glory of the lord rise upon us let it rise let it rise I want us to lift our hands and I want us to praise him. Come on, let's praise him. Hallelujah. I know you've been praising him, but we need to praise him some more. Hallelujah. 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 